Hey, it's your old friend Dave, uh, Mr. Southeast Iowa Johnson from the uh, Round Guy Radio here. And uh, we're going to get you all the scores that, that happened last night. But before that, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Helma uh, Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, Washington Discount Tires. Helena Hayes uh, running uh, for uh, house seat in uh, Sigourney, uh, Oskaloosa, Northern Jefferson County District, uh, all of Keokuk County. She's uh, asking for your vote. She supports high school football beyond beautiful benches of Richland, Iowa. Get in there and buy your bench. Find your Facebook page and message me. We'll get you something sent out. Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa, two locations to serve you better. You need a car called David. Elsie's uh, Kitchen.net of Coppic, Iowa. Man, do they have good food over there. Just go onto their website and check it out. They'll send you all the dry ingredients. They have some of the best mix for dips. Uh, we had a party the other night. Uh, we mixed up some uh, uh, bacon, lettuce, and tomato dip. Oh, it was the it was a hit of the party. Anyway, also uh, we want to mention from Wayland, Iowa, author John Bain has written a book, Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. You can, he has a Facebook page called Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or online. Uh, and uh, Jefferson County Real Estate, uh, Jeff Alexander has been a big supporter of helping us bring you scores. So uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out any of these businesses. And also, uh, if do me a favor, if you need any pressure washing, uh, uh, there's a new pressure washing business in Richland. Uh, he's a coach from uh, uh, the Peak and Panther. I think it's called uh, Patrick's Power Washing. Thanks. Well, welcome back. It's time for the Muscatine Report with Muscatine journalist Ryan Timmerman. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. Well, uh, let's get right to it. What what happened in Muscatine this weekend? Um, I was at uh, uh, Durant and Eliza Muscatine. Um, Durant is ranked. Uh, they went in. Durant went in ranked fifth in one A. Uh, they won 56 to zero. Um, it was 50 to up at halftime. Um, Nolan DeLong, uh, I think he only had one carry after the first quarter. He had four touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, like just around 170, 180 yards at the end of the first. Uh, ended at two, and ended with 208 yards, the four touchdowns, 12 carries. Um, played some defense in the second quarter. Didn't play at all after halftime. But nice, nice win all the way around. And I don't mean to diminish the rest of the team there. Um, uh, Tate McKinley came in, had close to 80 yards touchdown. Isaac Nielsen was three for three passing, had the touchdown pass. Um, Grant Hines scored uh, the passing touchdown. Garrett Howell back another touchdown. Um, Y. Cole, nice game. So nice, nice effort all the way around for the Wildcats. Big, big game um, at home in Durant. Uh, next week against number two West Branch, both yeah, undefeated. I, I, that was that was my next question for you. What what about that game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I know Durant is Durant is very confident right now, and, and they should be um, being at five and zero. Last week going to four and zero, they were the first Durant team since nineteen seventy to be four and zero, and then they they went to five and zero last night, and they just. Uh, you know, they kind of 
they 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 know who they are around DeLong, and they have a lot of guys that, that play both ways and are very capable both ways. Um, Brady Meinke and, and Kate Meyer had interceptions. Um, Brady took his back for a touchdown uh, around 45, 50 yards. Um, so they're they're experienced in, in a lot of spots um, beyond DeLong and and just uh, are are playing very very confidently right now. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's going to be that's might be the biggest game of of the of the district that week. There probably will be. I mean, that was a yep. uh, West Branch beat a, a pretty dang tough uh, Meepo team this week. Do uh, you got any thoughts on that one? Um, other not not a ton, not too specifically, but just uh, the top of that, or even that that district in general. Um, you know, at, at, for as big a matchup as it is, West Branch Durant, um, it kind of seems like those teams are are well on their way to uh, you know making a postseason run. But but between um, Regina, Meepo, Wilton, uh, one of those teams is going to get left out, and so and so I'm even kind of interested in. And aside from West Branch Durant next week, and that's definitely interesting in its own right. But but the middle of the pack to that that district there's going to be a really really good team that gets left out yeah it's well it's one of the toughest uh brackets in the state of iowa certainly uh just uh riddled yeah, with, and, with top yeah. team and, and bubble teams you know all throughout it i believe wilton was the only five and three team in the state uh any class that missed the playoffs last year and that's because the they're in this district well uh what what uh, what other scores you got for me? Um, Columbus and Pekin. Columbus won fifty three to twenty eight. Um, I think you I think you said uh, you were at this one, so maybe you can speak to it uh, better than I can. But it just uh, uh, even kind of going through the stats. We we've talked about Caden Amagon, Tristan Miller, their ability um, out of the backfield, but um, but. Uh, Cole Storm had 13 tackles, Russell Coyle 11 tackles, Riley Colbert 8 tackles. Seems like their defense is even playing uh, almost as well as the offense, if not as good. Well, uh, I was there at the game, and it was a terrific game. I mean, it was, uh, uh, there was a lot for either side to cheer about. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The first two times that uh, Columbus touched the ball the first time Tristan Amagon ran for or Tristan uh, Miller ran for you know 55 yardish touchdown yep. and then yep. the second time the Caden uh, Amagon run for another 55 plus touchdown uh, and you would have thought that would have broke Pekin's back right off the back but it didn't even phase him you know mm-hmm. and uh, they got a kid named Long uh, quarterback yep. and, and uh, Bemis kid uh did a lot. Uh, they just did a lot. They they don't uh, they they don't do a lot of deep strikes. Although they did have a nice uh, like a twenty nine yard uh, completion for their first touchdown, but that was set all set up by this just chugging it along, uh, moving the chains, get game clock control. Uh, uh, Pekin was ahead twenty two to twenty at the half. You know, oh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Caden Amagon scored seven touchdowns. I mean, in the game and. Uh, uh, it was a slick game. It was a lot of mist and rain and different everything from hard rain to a little bit of mist and everything in between. Uh-huh. And 
the ball was real slick and there were some turnovers and there was some, you know, guys slipping around, slipping around and missing tackles, guys slipping and tackling themselves. Uh, but really great performance by Pekin in this game. Uh, I liked it that they came back at the very end and scored that, tw- uh, that, that last mm-hmm. touchdown, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, it just shows me that they, they never quit on that game. Uh, they never yeah. got shook. They never felt uh, uh, pushed around or whatever. You know what I mean? They just kept doing what they do. I, I, I see uh, uh, good things for Pekin in the future, and I think this, is a, this win will reflect well on Columbus. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I pretty much agree with you on all fronts there, but, um, but yeah, I just kind of, um, I think I, I saw, uh, Columbus play. It would have been, um, uh, Cade Namagon's first, first game as a freshman. And, um, he, he, he made a couple plays. Uh, they beat, uh, L&M. I forget the final score of that, but it was, it was a couple of years ago, but he, he, you know, all all the signs were there for for a, a star there, um, and and it took a little. It took maybe a little while. His stats um, have been good, but but I just remember uh, I did a story on him at the beginning of last track season, and just even showing up to a track practice and watching it and seeing his times in track, uh, that was super informative. And he just he just looked ready to to kind of take his place. Um, you know, as far as like the best running backs, best two-way players in, in Class A or, or even kind of the area. And um, and it's just cool to, to see those moments. And that's why I think like track and field is super informative. Um, these kids that, that stick out during football season, uh, Caden Amagai, Nolan DeLong, um, they, they stick out during track and field. And, uh, and so that was um, – Super great to see everything come to fruition there in Columbus, the way it has. You know, I'd like track and field a little more if they'd stiff arm a couple times. Yep. I think yep. that, would, that would make it a lot more fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Columbus uh, 5-0, and uh, clinched a winning season since like 97 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yep. What what are you hearing about the atmosphere in Columbus Junction and, and the Columbus uh, School District? about uh, yeah. how excited everyone is about this team. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they are, they are ranked seventh. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned that. So that's, uh, that's no, definitely noteworthy, but yeah, they, um, they, it's, they, they've had some very successful, uh, football teams in the past, especially like kind of eighties through the nineties there, even some like undefeated seasons and stuff. And, and when you have kind of that history there, um, and then have some some lean years, um, it just uh, it, it seems like that community is ready, already has embraced that team, and and is just ready to uh, to field a winner again, and and um, not even play, but like host maybe host some some postseason football. Just feels like everybody there is just kind of has been waiting for this and is is ready to really embrace it. Yeah, I agree. 30 years of pent-up energy, you know, uh, ready to come bubbling out. Well, what about uh, what other, what other, uh, what about Muscatine? I, I haven't heard a score on that game. Uh, they lost to Cedar Falls 35 to nothing. Um, I believe that was even the halftime score. Um, uh, Ty Kozad, we've talked about him, uh, Muscatine's go-to running back. He was, 
uh, around 100 yards, um, I think 93. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cedar Falls is a really tough team. It was They were at home. It was their homecoming. Um, that, that can maybe be a little intimidating for uh, for high school kids to go in and, and play, uh, you know, a normal high school game at the Unidome there, um, just because it's so big and, and uh, so kind of out of the ordinary for, for what you're used to, but especially for the other team's homecoming. Um, but, uh, but a cool experience nonetheless, I'm sure. Um, but they uh, – Muskies probably – um, wished for a little better of a showing, but um, you know they get, they got shut out. Cedar Falls, uh, Drake Gellhouse had uh, 16 carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Tate Hermanson uh, had a passing touchdown with six of eight, 63 yards, and then um, they had a couple other rushing touchdowns. So uh, Cedar Falls is just really good, and um, that's. Muscatine is is facing a really tough schedule here, kind of um, uh, after that that big Bettendorf win. They've had to go against number one PV and now Cedar Falls. Well, it's just they're they're asked. The schedule asks uh, 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 so much out of them. It's uh, but you know what? There's always aspects of the game that's fun to fun to keep up with and. Uh, We'll keep uh, going with Ty Cozart and some of these other athletes, yep. and I think maybe maybe they got another surprise in them before the year's over. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Other area games: uh, Monticello beat West Liberty forty-two to nothing. Um, don't have a ton of details on that. That drops West Liberty to uh, one and four, um, but one and one in district, so they're still very much alive. Um, for a playoff spot within the district, I think Monticello again, just really, really good team. Um, they're two and zero in district, three, three and two overall. Um, Regina again, really uh, another area team in Wilton that went up against a really tough opponent, Regina. Uh, Regina won that one, thirty-seven to thirteen. Um, That's a couple big wins for Regina in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, yeah, and they're just kind of get off to a rough start there, but uh, but they're they're still Regina. They're um, they're they're going to have a, a say in the matter when it comes to you know how playoff positioning um, works out and everything. So uh, kind of a tough loss there for for Wilton. Um, Drew Keith was twenty four, or sorry, was uh, fourteen of twenty five passing for one hundred twenty one yards and touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown to Owen Hassel, 20 carries, 75 yards. So a little bit of production, but uh, not the result that um, Beavers wanted, I'm sure. Um, so And then, and then um, Lisbon beat Wapolo, uh 46-6. So there again, um, just Wapolo ran into a really, really good uh, Lisbon team there, and, and I'm sure they're looking to regroup after after kind of a tough loss there. But up and down for Wapolo this year. You know, big wins, big losses, big wins, big losses. Uh, uh, but this Lisbon team, I think I've been, I watched them uh, against Columbus, and I thought they were going to uh, looking like they were going to break out. They look like a really good team that likes to, to push the ball down the field. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess my hat's off to them for a nice little win here. Uh, 
Yep, yep, that is a good win for for Lisbon. Um, I and I think Wapolo, uh From what I gather, Wapolo is just kind of they were kind of put behind the eight ball to start. They've almost tried to play themselves healthy because they they haven't had a, a real. I don't think they've had a complete game where they've had um, all their kids healthy, uh, especially some key players, uh, Jake Gustafson, Caleb Ely. Um, I know they've both either missed time or been very limited. Um, so it looks like both of those guys have played the past couple of weeks. So maybe it was kind of a, you know, t- uh, two steps forward, one step back type thing as far as uh, rest and recovery. But uh, hopefully um, uh, those guys can get healthy. And, you know, you, you always want everybody to be as at full strength as possible just to see the best product on the field. So. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Wapolo can recover here and, and make her on a uh, top four spot in the district and make the playoffs. Well, Wapolo looked really good against Pekin the week before. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, dude, that was, and Pekin yeah. looks like a good team. So um, I, 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 you know, like you say, you just Wapolo has a tendency to, to beat teams they shouldn't and lose the teams that they should. But there's they're always uh, interesting, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they. Um, they they run a, a good offense there. Uh, get get a lot of kids involved. Um, Gustafson had um, over a thousand total offensive yards in last year, and it was split pretty evenly between um, rushing and pass, rushing and receiving. But uh, but yeah, they um, they can hang in games. But they again they've had to replace um, a lot of key kids. You know, it's it's tough when. Um, uh, Tate Parsons was three-year starting quarterback, coach's kid. Um, so, like, hard, you know, very few kids knew knew the offense like him. And then he he graduates and goes to Upper Iowa to play, and and that's just a that's a tough spot to to um, replace, if nothing else, from just kind of the leadership standpoint and and having an extension of the the coach on the field. So. Um, I think they're still kind of working out some kinks with their offense and, and even maybe a little bit on defense. There are a lot of, a lot of great uh, Iowa athletes go up and play at Upper Iowa. It, it yeah. must be yep. a pretty great program up there. I know a uh, yep. kid from Montezuma is up there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, uh, was that the scores for this week or is there any other ones? Uh, no, that's the uh... – Well, can, you, can, we look, can I ask you uh, some of the games you're looking forward to next week? Um. Well, we we've talked about West Branch at Durant. Uh, a couple of ranked teams going at going up against each other there. Um, Columbus has, has North Mahaska, so uh, I'm sure they're um, looking forward to um, you know another another game at home and uh, really kind of rallying around that team there in Columbus. Um, Highland is at Waffalo, uh, so they're kind of. Um, Maybe a good chance for for Wapolo to to get back uh, on the in the win column. Uh, Muscatine hosts uh, Dubuque Hempstead. Um, that's Muscatine's homecoming, so I'm sure the um, Muskies are looking to to recover from a couple couple tough losses. And then West Liberty is at Northeast, and that'll be a, a pretty big game there in that district as teams sort of. Um, you know, move around for for the last two or two or three uh, playoff spots within the district. There. 
Well, uh, is there anything uh, in general you wanted to talk about that we didn't get around to? Um, I don't think so. The, the Columbus kids, check out their uh, YouTube documentary thing. That's always been cool to, to keep up with that. Um, well, I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm working on getting an interview with those two uh, players. That, that put that together. And I don't know if you heard last week, but they used a little round guy radio in their uh, yep. episode, uh, which nice. uh, yep. we were yep. very proud to be a part of that. Uh, zero to a hundred, right? Yep. Yep. Zero to a hundred is the name of it. Uh, they've done one every week of the football season. Um, it gets, it gets released sometime around the, the weekend. Uh, if it's not out already, I'm sure it'll be out in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Well, it'll be a good one. They'll have like a, a lot of Halloween type uh, video, you know, because it was just it was a rainy, ominous night, you know, with a lot of uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, glowing, you know, the the rain coming through the lights and everything, mist and all that. It just made it look uh, kind of like yep. a horror movie. Uh, I'm sure, it felt like that trying to stop Caden Amagon that night, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being with us, uh, yep, Ryan. No uh, problem. Yep. You, get, you 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 want to mention anything about the Muscatine Journal before I let you go? Um, uh, you can follow follow me on Twitter, uh, Ryan Timmerman number three. Um, yeah, uh, Journal Online, Journal Sport. I, um, I believe the uh, um. Journal sports account is M Journal underscore sports. Um, yeah, and then uh, musketeenjournal dot com. Um, so yeah, there. Just uh, give that a follow or or look that up, and um, you'll you'll find my stuff. Well, I want to thank you for being a guest on our program because uh, uh, you're helping us reach a lot of new people, and we've got uh, we just hit eleven thousand listeners this week. Uh, it didn't even take us a week to go from 10,000 to 11,000. So we're growing uh, uh, plenty, and it's uh, mostly due to you, Ryan. And thanks for being with us. Uh, I don't know about mostly, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. So uh, good to be here, and uh, we'll look forward to being on again in the future. This is Round Guy Radio with the best uh, sports updates we can give you. Thanks.